Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and Zone coverage. Before we start today's show, make sure to like this video and subscribe to our channel if you are watching on YouTube. Uh, and also make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. All right, real quick before we get into today's topics, I uh, just wanted to send some some quick thoughts to the Zimmer family uh, following the unexpected passing of, of Adam Zimmer earlier this week. Uh, Zimmer was just 38, um, and we last saw him as the Vikings co-defensive coordinator of the Vikings in 2020 and 2021. And uh, police or whatever, when they found him, said that there's no suspiciousness about it. There's no sign of foul play. So just right now, it just seems uh, really unexpected. So some thoughts to uh, the Zimmer family out there because uh, it's uh, not a fun time right now for them. But uh just want to get that out of the way. Um, so let's get it. Let's get into it. The Vikings traded for TJ Hawkinson on Tuesday, uh, a few hours before the trade deadline uh, actually happened. Uh, just like he did in the draft and just like he did right before the regular season, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa completed a trade. Uh, and this time it was to, uh, it was with the Lions for tight end TJ Hawkinson. Um, they acquired Hawkinson, a 2023 fourth round draft pick and a conditional 2024 fourth rounder from the Lions in exchange for their 2023 second round pick and a 2024 third round pick. Now, Hawkinson was drafted by the Lions in 2019 with the eighth overall pick. He's been in the league for four seasons and he was voted to the Pro Bowl in 2020. He's currently the 13th best graded tight end in the NFL this season by PFF. He was 20, 22nd in 2021 and 11th in 2020. Uh, Chris, just just how shocked were you that the Vikings actually made a pretty big trade before the deadline? I think I'm shocked with any deal that happens at the NFL trade deadline, to be honest with you, because this isn't like the other sports like NBA. You get a couple of deals right before the deadline. Um, yep. Baseball's always very popular right before the deadline. Um, even hockey has some yep. rental deals, but like NFL teams never do this. You hear some names, but they never actually get traded. Hawkinson was one of the names I, I kind of looked at and I'm like, the Lions aren't going to trade him. Right. Like that, that just seems like it seems stupid, doesn't it? But, you know, I, I, I figure I figured if Hawkinson was going to get traded, they wouldn't do it within the division. <laughs> so, I mean, that was like the one, you, you know, and, and, and I mean, people have that bugaboo, don't they? 
Like they're just like, oh, you can't make trades within the division. But we're starting to see it now. I like my personal theory is a lot of NFL GMs like played Madden growing up. Like we're seeing it with coaches too, right? Mm-hmm. Or just like, yeah, fourth and five from the 43. Yeah, let's go for it. Screw it. Like, <laughs> what are we going to do? Punt it? You know, like you're seeing a lot of coaches kind of adapt that Madden mentality. And I think we're seeing it with general managers now where they don't want to have the magic beans, so to speak. Like a whole bunch of draft picks are nice, but you can use them for established players. Like look at what the Dolphins did with the Trey Lance trade. You see that trade eventually and you go, hey, the the Dolphins have a lot of picks for their future. They took those picks and they traded them for established assets. They get Jalen Waddell because they traded up using draft capital they had. Uh, They had, they got uh, Tyreek Hill for another first round pick that they had. And then they had uh, Bradley Chubb. I mean, they yep. lost their own first round pick because their owner is like a corrupt moron. Yeah. But I, I mean, they used the picks that they have. It wasn't even their pick, sent it for Bradley Chubb. And now they have three elite players. The Vikings are trying to do the same thing. And, and I like what they did with Hawkinson in that he is what Irv Smith was expected to be by Vikings mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. So when they took Irv Smith, the Vikings were in this stretch of just taking tight ends to get a more athletic comp or uh, profile than Kyle Rudolph. And when you look at Irv Smith's athletic profile, it was actually worse than Kyle Rudolph's coming into the NFL, which is saying something. And I think a lot of people pegged Irv Smith as this guy that could catch the ball, get a yard, bunch of yak after the catch and everything else. But that's easy to do when you're playing at Alabama, where you have a top five quarterback pick in Tua Tagovailoa. You have wide wide receivers in Jerry Judy and uh, Henry Ruggs and Mm -hmm. uh, Jalen Waddle in the same offense. Like you're going to be open by 20 yards. And when that happens, you can run 20 yards. So, I I mean, this offense, it it just never panned out for Irv Smith. Like a lot of people will say, well, it's not his fault. He got hurt and everything else. Like he wasn't getting it done. (laughs) Like he wasn't, he he was basically just the one yard touchdown catch at the goal line. Everybody's like, Oh my God, he's good. Oh my God. Look at him in training camp practice. He's, he's so good. If he ever stays healthy. And when he was on the field, he never lived up to that expectation. By the way, here's my obligatory. uh, It's AJ Brown was the very next pick after Irv Smith Mm -hmm. in that draft. So, I mean, getting a guy like Hawkinson, he is more athletic. He is what you want to see. And kind of dating back to what you had talked about on Monday with Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo, I see a lot of George Kittle in TJ Hawkinson's game. He can block. He can catch. He can do a little bit of everything. He might be a little bit of a lighter version than George Kittle. But I love this move for the Vikings, and it's going to be very interesting to see how they use him and whatever. So to answer your question, yes, I was very shocked because this is, I I don't want to call it a seismic move because that might be overstating it, but it's a very good move for an offense that needed another offensive weapon. Yeah, I think there were 10 trades on on the deadline day for for the NFL. It was crazy. The the most. Calvin really got traded and he suspended. Like, that's how nuts it was. It was like, what? They're like, oh, might as well. He's not doing anything. Just Let's just trade for him. Um, so just yeah, placing he was some traded. bats at home. But Chase Edmonds was traded. Naheem Hines was traded. Like I said on, on Monday, like, teams are getting better at figuring out which players they can actually trade for. You can trade for a pass rusher. You can trade for a receiver, a tight end, a running back. Like, you can't really trade for a quarterback or a corner 
back because um, it's going to take a little longer for them to get adjusted to their, their team and scheme where someone like Hawkinson, you could plug him in on Sunday and he can make an impact. Now, he's still probably not going to make a gigantic impact because he's still got a lot, a lot to learn. Uh, but, you know, he can go in and, and be in the red zone, just go up and, and grab the ball on, on, on Sunday and, and make an impact. Um, I found – I was looking at Hawkinson's stats – and I noticed last year that he missed five games, but he already had like 60 catches in, in 12 games. So I f- figured out what um, he would have had if he played the entire season last year. Uh, and he was on pace last season for 86 catches, 826 yards, and six touchdowns. Uh, oh, the Vikings haven't had a tight end like that. Uh, like Rudolph, since Rudolph was with like the DiFilippo offense when they were just passing like every down. Um, even, even like that's, that's a really good season for any tight end in the NFL. So that's, that's his potential. He's still very young. He's only been in the league for four years. Uh, he's got the fifth year option. So the Vikings have him at least under contract until 2024. Uh, I would expect them if things go well for the rest of the season to extend him this off season to lower his cap hit, uh, next year and just keep him under contract. He's familiar with the division. Like he's just another reliable target. We know Kirk Cousins like the, likes to throw to tight ends. He's just like he's a better version, like a much better version of of Johnny Munt. I feel like because like the runnings and the, earlier in the year, I felt like they ran some of the plays that um, that Kirk likes to run with tight ends with Johnny Munt, and it was just like, yeah, he got the ball, but nothing really happened after that so like with Hawkinson he gets the ball in his hands and he can actually make maybe make some uh some moves and, and gain some actual extra yardage so I like the trade um do you think the Vikings gave up too much they gave up their their second round pick next year and uh 2024 third round pick do you think that that was a fair enough exchange for the Vikings and Lions look at what the Vikings still have in terms <laughs> of picks so they still have their first rounder so, like, I asked myself, what do the Vikings need in order to replenish this roster? I would probably say an edge rusher. That's a pick that you take uh, with a premium pick like that. Um, some may say they want to contingency plan at quarterback after this season. Mm-hmm. That's a pick they use a first rounder for. Um, cornerback. Yeah, a corner Safety. is definitely. Yeah. I, in some some ways but but look at look at what they need i i mean it's like linebackers it's safeties it's defensive backs you can get those players with lesser picks and i mean you got two fourth rounders back so i mean if i'm the vikings i'm looking at this you could always trade up with those picks we know i mean the one thing we know about quasi like trade uh, rick spielman had the trader rick kind of yeah. Uh, reputation, but he always traded down. He never traded up. He never made aggressive trades like this. He already he always traded down. Quasi will trade down. He'll trade up. He'll trade yeah. sideways. He'll do, he will make deals, and I love it. I, I mean, honestly, like we could be sitting in the third round of the draft, and like I mean, look at the draft a couple of years ago where he whiffed four times in the third round. You knew Rick Spielman was just going to sit there and get his guys in the third round instead of actually trading up. Now this year, I, I, the Vikings don't have a second round pick, but we'll be sitting there going like, all right, is Quasey going to pull the trigger? He's got some draft capital in the later rounds. Maybe he uses another pick. Like 
he he knows how to move around and again established players so i i don't think he gave up too much i mean i think the lions are crazy for attaching picks to tj hawkins <laughs> yeah. in, all, yeah. in all honesty yeah. Yeah. i mean it, it's it's an exciting move and, and it's very exciting where quasi has established his track record where he is willing to deal and maybe he is willing to make a move uh Kind of like the New Orleans Saints and Philadelphia Eagles did, where it's like, okay, this year, maybe it's not what we need, but I'm kind of going on another rant here. Maybe it's the coffee, but uh, I I, th- I don't think the Vikings paid an egregious price or something. They no. still have ammo to make deals in the future, and they have ammo to get some of this capital back. Yeah, um, I kind of, with the where the word, with where the Vikings are being positioned right now at drafting in the first round, I would, I'd be surprised already if, if Quasey didn't just trade back in the second round just to get yeah. more picks in a second round pick. Um, that's what he's already shown that he, he likes to do. He just likes to rack up some, some picks in the earlier rounds, not necessarily in the seventh round. Cause you can get more value out of those, those early ones. So I would expect him already. Yeah. I don't think they gave up too much and yeah. What, what, what are the lines doing? Why are you giving, the Vikings more draft picks like it, it makes it seem like the Lions were actually like making an effort more on their part to to move t- uh, TJ Hawkinson rather than the Vikings like trying to get him no matter what um because the Vikings weren't they weren't I know Irv Smith's out for what like two months now um but I wouldn't call them desperate for a tight end um but adding Hawkinson is makes their, their offense much different and, and even more dangerous, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, and, and this, the Rams have shown it, the Eagles have shown it. Like if you want to win this league, you got to give up picks and you can use those picks instead of taking a risk in in the draft on players that you don't know, you don't know if they're going to be good in the NFL. You're using these picks on guys that have actually proven themselves in the NFL already. You know, they can get the job done. Um, so I like that, that strategy that, uh, that, uh, Quasi's going with, although, you know, he doesn't want to go full Rams, but eh, looking, looking like you doing a little bit of that. I don't think he went full Rams though. No, he didn't. He the didn't. Rams he didn't. don't have a first round draft pick for seven years and yet they still offer two first rounds for Brian Hurts. Like, where, where do they have these first round picks? <laughs> we'll give you a first round pick in like 2035 for yeah, Brian why, Burns. That's why the Panthers uh, said no. I'm, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> yeah, that's why the, the Panthers said no, because they're like, that's great that you're giving us two first, but they're in like 10 years. So it doesn't really uh, mean a whole lot. Um, with the addition of Hawkinson, are the Vikings a legitimate Super Bowl contender? I'm scared to say the magic words. <laughs> I'm scared going to into week nine. I, I remember I remember the 2017 NFC championship game. I remember the Vikings marching right down the field. Oh, yeah. And I remember Kyle Rudolph catching that touchdown oh, yeah. and saying, We're going we to go. the Super Bowl. Here we go. I remember in twenty or two thousand nine during the NFC championship game. Yep. I'm in yep. like purple and yellow plaid pajama bottoms. I'm wearing a Percy Harvin jersey. I'm on my knees at a bar in River Falls and I'm and we're driving for a game-winning field goal and I'm going, oh my god, we're going to the Super Bowl. Didn't happen. I I will not say the magic words. (laughs) I I will not. But but I think they're a contender in the NFC. I I will say that because I can say that with confidence right now. The rest of the conference is uh, 
maybe a full-blown dumpster fire. I don't know. This year is just weird. And here's the thing, like the Minnesota Twins, I'll use them as an example. It, it's like, no matter what the circumstances, they're always like, oh, the future, the future. We, we got our prospects. We got Royce Lewis and we got Austin Martin. And we have all these guys that are going to be key contenders. And then they get here and you're in the same spot. Like this deal is saying, all right, you know what? There's a window right now. We could win it. I, and I mean, I don't want a front office that sits there and goes, well, the division is weak, but we were planning on 2023 mm-hmm. being our year. If anything, this really extends their window into 2023 mm-hmm. because now you have TJ Hawkinson who's under contract for next year. You can extend him. And honestly, like this trade makes me more excited for next year than it does this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, because also you look at the fact Kevin O'Connell's going to get more of his guys in with this yep. next draft class. Another year I mean, in the they're offense, already six and one. So, I mean, shoot. Yep. Another year in the offense next year. Yeah. Um, I do like the fact that it seems like they're going all in now. They are six and one. I don't think this was their plan. I don't think they, they probably no. didn't expect them to be six and one right now. And, and everyone else kind of just the rest of the NFC being like a giant poop factory, but, uh, here they are. Um, and I like that they, they are going because you just don't, you don't know. Like next year, look, look at the Rams. They won the Super Bowl. They might not even make the playoffs this year. Um, so you just, you just don't know in the NFL, especially with how, how, you know, un, un, like unexpected injuries can be. Um, so you gotta, when you're, when you're six and one and the rest of the conference is not doing so hot, you go all in because this, you know, look at the Eagles in 2017. How many people expected them to go on a run and win the Super Bowl? They did that because, frankly, there weren't really a lot of good teams in the NFC that year. You know, the Vikings were, were pretty good, but they weren't a powerhouse. Um, so the Eagles took advantage of that, and they won the Super Bowl. And right now, the Vikings have that opportunity. I would say they are a Super Bowl contender. And right now, at 6-1, and one, making this trade, I would say... Like I'm not going to be sad if they don't make the Super Bowl. I'll be sad if they flop out in the first round of, of the playoffs. But right now, I would say Super Bowl or, or bust. I'm not going to give them that label, but I wouldn't like shut down that argument of, if people want to have that opinion. Um, so I'll that's, ask that's this. where they are right now. Yeah. Does this increase their chances of making another move? Like I know they can't trade anymore, but. Dominican Sue's still out there. Oh, no. Odell Beckham Jr. is still yeah. out there. Like, do you think? Do you think that this kind of? I think know, it. In, I think it entices the people that are available right now. Like, maybe Odell's like. Well, seems like they're pretty serious about uh going. Things are on getting a, pretty serious around there. Yeah, huh? yeah, going on a run. <laughs> so uh, maybe I will. And the Rams don't look that great right now. Do I want to go to the Packers? Because uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem like that great of a guy. Um. And the Chiefs just traded for a receiver. Too. The Bills, they're they're pretty stacked up right now. I mean, the Vikings have a lot of receiving weapons, so I could see why Odell might not want to go to the Vikings. But I mean, it's pretty pretty good situation if he wants to go to Minnesota. And I know the cap room is a bit of a thing right now, yeah. but it sounds like the Vikings can just convert yeah. some stuff. And I mean. If you uh, one of the names I think I heard was Brian O'Neill. Like if you go up to him, it, it's not like Riley Reef demanding he take a five million dollar pay no, cut. You're giving guys money up front. That's what you're doing. 
Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you go up to Brian O'Neill and be like, hey, man, um, we're going to give you about five million dollars right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, cash or check. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they, I don't think they have like cash. That'd be pretty funny. Just like a like money in the bank briefcase yep. type yep. thing, just yep. like you see in movies. Yeah. Um, but hey, we're going to give you a five million dollar check. And uh, oh, yeah, we're going to sign Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. Brian O'Neill would be like, hell yeah, man, let's go. Like, yep. where's. Yeah, where, where's Odell? Screw the money. Like now, now in the past, the Vikings would have. I feel like they would have signed Odell, and it would have been more of maybe like a desperation move, where they're like, they're yeah. two and four, and we need Odell to turn our season around. Kind of reminds me of like 2010 when they tried to make all those moves and just blew up in their face. Um, but right now, they're in a position to like to add someone like Odell as a a complementary player just another player to take attention off of justin jefferson take attention off of dalvin cook take attention off tj hogginson like i would you know nothing against kj osborne but i would much rather have jefferson thielen and odell beckham as the three uh receivers on the field for the most part for the vikings i you know kj osborne has been been good catching that that touchdown catch against the the cardinals this past week but you can't sit there and say that Odell Beckham isn't a better option than uh, KJ Osborne uh, with a, without uh, agreeing with that or whatever. Um, and look at what happened to the Rams last year. They had uh, You looked at the Odell Beck- Beckham signing yep. and you're like, what are they doing? They have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Yep. Robert Woods tears his ACL yep. and yep. you need another receiver. Adam Thielen's I, I mean, pretty banged up right now. Yeah, absolutely. Me I, I, would, uh, I would be lighting Mr. Beckham up. Uh, right now, if I were Quasey, um, this is it for Irv Smith Jr., right? He's done with the Vikings. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at it seems kind of weird, doesn't it? Because at the press conference yesterday, unprompted, Quasi Adolfo Menso was like, we still believe in Irv yeah. Smith. We need blah, blah, blah. And you think about it. At this point, he's not going to cost you a lot. Like, that was my biggest fear coming into the season was that Irv Smith would have one blow up year. And then you have to decide whether you wanted to pay him or not. This injury kind of helps the Vikings because eight to 10 weeks, maybe other teams are like, ah, he gets hurt a lot. Maybe if you're the Vikings, you go out to him after this season, you go, hey, man, you've been hurt. One year deal. You've had, yeah. How about a one year prove a deal? We'll give you two and a half million dollars or whatever it is. We'll just see if you, you know, play. Because, uh, I mean, Irv Smith and TJ Hawkinson in the same set. That'd be kind of yeah, interesting. I don't know. But, I think I'm over it. I think I'm over the experiment. I don't I don't think he's a good fit for the offense anyways. And I'm not a big Irv Smith fan either, but I mean, I'm just kind of devil's advocate here. It's been a lot of hype throughout his whole career. You know, injuries suck, but they're part of football, and he just seems to, they seem to happen to him more frequently for whatever reason. Um, even when he's been on the field, he's had some moments, but he's not really, you think about second round picks like Eric Kendricks, Delvin Cook, Brian O'Neill, AJ Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Like those guys lived up to their expectations. Irv Smith 
has not. Um, and yeah, he's a good dude or whatever, but just doesn't it isn't a fit. But also, I could see a team next year being like, "Oh, this he's fine. We'll get him in our health system and, and figure him out." Because I just think back to like when the 49ers uh, signed Jarek McKinnon like a couple years ago, and they gave him all that money, and everyone's like, uh, "Okay." Um, and the Vikings are probably like, uh, "I guess he's not coming back here." Um, <laughs> so I could see something that like that happening with Irv, but. Yeah, I could see a one-year deal, but I, I just don't think, like, based on the way that they've tight ends they brought in and drafted, they can always draft another one in the sixth or seventh round next year. Um, just the tight ends that they've brought in and the ones they're using don't really—they're not really the same mold as as Irv Smith, and I, I just don't think that there's really a fit for him in Minnesota anymore. So uh, it was a good run. Thanks for four years, but I think I think time is, has come for for Irv Smith. Uh, before we get off this topic, any other trades from the NFL that you liked or, or kind of surprised you? Uh, the Bears training for Chase Claypool was oh, weird. That's what I had to. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, and it's weird on multiple fronts. First, the Bears probably just gave up like a top 40 pick for Chase Claypool, who yeah. is good. I wouldn't pay him. No. Like I, Not what he's probably going to be asking for. Um, I think everybody, every Viking fan has the image of him celebrating a first down mm-hmm. while his mm-hmm. team's down by eight and the mm-hmm. clock's mm-hmm. running. Um, you know, that's kind of weird. I have the image of him taking a dip before a uh, yeah. post game interview <laughs> stuck in is my big, head. Is he a big TikToker too? Not that that's like a bad thing, but I, I don't think so. I think that was Juju, but okay, okay, yeah, I thought um, he was too. It's also weird because the Packers reportedly offered a yep. second round pick as well. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, they just like, Steelers, again, did you say, did you see why though? The Steelers picked the bears because they thought the pick, would, they, be the pick would be higher. higher. And then people were like, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> like the, tw- the Packers in the twins front offices. And if you're not a baseball fan, I apologize. This is going to mean nothing to you. But they're very similar in how they do business. They don't spend a lot on free agents. They don't shore up their needs. They'll spend money to be like, oh, yeah, we, we care. We Look, we signed Byron Bucks into this big deal. But we're not going to, you know, oh, we signed Carlos Correa. Look at look at this. We didn't spend any money on the bullpen. Like, I'm not going to trade for Juan Soto. They go, they go all in, but they, don't, they just dip their toes in the water. That's that's what the Packers are doing. Like I saw a tweet yesterday that said, you know, you pay Aaron Rodgers a whole bunch of money, but you don't get him receivers. You pay Jair Alexander a whole bunch of money, but you don't shadow the team's number one receiver with him. Like like they just make a whole bunch of moves that be like, see, we care, we care. We actually don't. Like we, you're you're all idiots. Just give us your stock money, and we'll give you a piece of paper saying you're an owner. <laughs> like. Yeah, that's, that that's Aaron Rodgers also thinks is worth it. To be honest, just yeah. hey, you're a part owner of the Twins, yay! You know, <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, I I also had the Claypool one. I think Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins is kind of interesting. Um, maybe shake things up in the AFC there. Um, Naheem Hines to the Bills is pretty interesting, but they I feel like they already have like the same kind of running back there twice. I. Uh, I think he's vastly overrated, to be honest. Like, I I don't know. Like, and Frank Reich's just... He's a punt returner, He's weird, man. Yeah, Heinz can return punts. Yeah, Yeah. so maybe that's why they wanted him. Um, Yeah, uh, there was a lot of trades. And I I enjoyed it. I hope this is how the rest of 
the future goes for the NFL trade deadline because, yeah, the NBA it's always exciting. And it does exciting. Um, baseball's exciting. Trade deadline, yeah. So NFL's taking everything else over. They're taking Christmas over, Thanksgiving. They're going to take Black Friday over, taking the offseason over. Why just do the trade deadline, too? Why not? Spring football. It's coming. All right. <laughs> so Zadarius Smith. On uh, Wednesday, he was named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week for his performance against the Cardinals. And today, on Thursday, he was named the NFC Defensive Player of the Month for October. And I believe this is the first time a Viking player has won this award since 2017. I think Everson Griffin was that that guy who won this award. Um, During the month of October, Smith had six and a half sacks. Eight tackles for a loss and eleven pressures, and I believe a lot of this was done on a kind of a banged up knee. He's been dealing with a bit of a, a knee issue throughout this last few weeks. Kind of hurt a little bit on Sunday, but he was able to play most of the rest of the game. But he's been on a tear. He's been a great addition to the Vikings this year. Um, but just overall, where would you rank him among like the best signings in in Vikings? free agent history there aren't really a lot of great signings in free agent history but there's there's some like i'll give you a couple names if you if you need some help do you need some help um so i was just brainstorming let me let me list the ones that i have in mind okay. right now okay. as far as good um brett Favre, 2009 yep, yep. that was a free agent signing yep um antoine winfield yep i think he's up there um ryan longwell yeah, I, I yep. think that was a very good signing. Yeah, Steve Hutchinson. Yeah, uh, so like the whole 2019, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Chil- Chili did a good job in as far as identifying talent. Yeah, you know, even Vashante Shanko, you mm-hmm. could put him in that list mm-hmm. because he was pretty good. Chester um, Taylor, Chester Taylor. Man, it it is the whole 2019, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because mm-hmm. I mean, the 2017 team, you know, Linville Joseph. Yep. He was a big free agent signing. Terrence Newman. Um, Terrence Newman? <laughs> Tom Johnson? Case Keenum. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, you can put him up there. I mean, that season yeah. doesn't happen if Case Keenum doesn't play out of his mind. You're not, a, not Michael Floyd? That wasn't a big one for you? Not a big Michael Floyd. He's one of us, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big kombucha guy, too. <laughs> Had to had to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you um, behind behind Favre or above Favre? Or... I got. I, I mean, Favre, Favre was so freaking seismic in yeah. 2009 that you know. Um, oh, we're forgetting the biggest one of all, Kirk Cousins. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, right. I don't know if they win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Maybe he makes that list. Yeah. I mean, the initial contract, he didn't win a Super Bowl, and that's what he was brought in to do. Um, I can't. I totally forgot that he was a free agent. I don't even know what. Like, I don't know. That's totally slipped my he mind. He seemed like a trade. It did because he was cause... franchise tag for so long. Yeah. That's but totally slipped my mind. I don't. I don't know where I would rank him. Um, I think he's the most, as far as defensive moves go i think he's the most impactful since jared allen um when they give up all that capital for him and the crazy thing is like he's got such a small cap hit like it was like small potatoes to bring him on 
Mm-hmm. You know, next two years, I'm interested to see what the Vikings do if they do kind of tear up his contract and go, Extended. hey, yeah, we'll give you a two year extension. We'll, you know, this will replace what we had and you'll get your money. It's just, yep. but I, I mean, the impact he's had on this defense, I was a little bit skeptical because of his health mm-hmm. and it's still a concern moving forward. I mean, I think it was, who was it? Harrison Phillips did like the triple H knee drop onto his knee or whatever, where he just like jumps on the air and lands yeah. on him with his knee. Yeah. Um, that was a that's little a, bit concerning, but I mean, if he's, yeah, if he stays healthy, I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been a great addition. Um, I, I, I could, I would put, Right now, just based on overall production with the Vikings, I would put Antoine Winfield ahead of him. Um, but Darius Smith can easily surpass Antoine Winfield in terms of impact as a, a free agent. Uh, more than Linval Joseph. I know Joseph was he was a good player for the Vikings. Two-time Pro Bowler, I think. Uh, Pat Williams, we didn't mention him. He was also a, a free agent for the Vikings. Randall Cunningham. And then, yeah, you named the rest. Hutchinson, Chester Taylor, Brett Favre. Case Keenum, Ryan Longwell. Um, is Darius Smith the second best pass rusher the Vikings have had like in the last two decades behind Jared Allen? Or right, do you still give it to maybe like Everson Griffin or Daniel Hunter? Like Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter are up there. Yeah. Um, even I, I don't think Brian Robinson is ahead of him, but I mean, Brian Robinson's pretty good. He too. did a lot of he did a lot of dirty work. Like he helped yeah. other guys make plays. Right. Yeah. So I mean, he's probably up there a little bit for me. I I, I think, you know, he, if we're doing like it Mount Rushmore style, it's probably Everson Griffin, Daniel Hunter, and Zadarius Smith. Not in some yeah. order, yeah. but and Jared Allen. Yeah, and Jared Allen. Yeah, since since Every the Jared day. Allen trade, those are probably the riding four. riding on his horse. Yes. Um, yeah, and then I looked up what so Zadarius Smith currently has. I think I'm gonna say eight and a half sacks right now through through seven games. Um, he's on pace for 21 sacks this season. That's pretty, pretty good. good. That's yeah, pretty good. Uh, also, that would be great just because the Packers, I believe, are still paying like 10 or 11 million. Mm-hmm. On their cap for, for him to do that. So that's makes it much more enjoyable. But yeah, Zadarius Smith, he's been a great addition. Uh, I would say on and off the field, I feel like he's just a big personality, and he makes guys just makes makes football makes like reminds people that football is is like a game. It's a kid's game. Like we can get serious. We're here to win, but like we're here to have fun too. So I like that that element that he's brought. To the Vikings because uh, they haven't really had that in a while. Yeah, so it was a bit refreshing to get him on there. All right, this Sunday the Vikings head to the nation's capital. Actually, there it's, it's in Maryland. FedEx Fields in Maryland, it's not in DC. Um, to take on the Washington Commanders, who uh, are apparently may be up for sale now. Finally, um, the Vikings are currently favored by three and a half points, according to FanDuel. Over under is currently at 43 and a half points, so they're expecting a pretty low scoring game. They're going against the Commanders, who have won their last three games in a row, two of them with Taylor Heineke, former Vikings quarterback, starting under center. Taylor Heineke is seven and three in his last 10 starts for Washington. The Vikings will win on Sunday over the Commanders. 
if they do what? I don't want to put this on Kirk Cousins, but I'm interested to see how he reacts in this game. Kevin uh, O'Connell, too. He's returning. Don't, yeah, Everyone forgets well, about him. He was there for three years, too. I mean, all eyes are going to be on Kirk Cousins oh, yeah. because of this game. And I mean, you know, he was asked about, he was like grilled by Chris Thomas in the press conference. It was just like question after he's finally like, Chris, I, I'm not going to talk about Thomason? Washington. Like, yeah. Yeah, really? <laughs> like no, not, no. That's not like you. Um, like but I, I mean, you know, I mean, Kirk kind of talked a little somberly about it. Um, I don't know. Like, this is a game I looked on the calendar as soon as the schedule was released. And I'm just like Kirk meltdown game. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, you could just see his eyes being all wide and like mm-hmm. him wanting to stick it to the commanders or whatever. He has to play within himself. Like he can't try and be like Kirk Tober, Kirk. I mean, Kirk Tober's over. It's November. Kirk-vember. It's Kirk. It's Kirk Vember. Uh, which actually he has a higher pass <laughs> rate does, in November does. than October, which is kind of yeah. funny, but he just hasn't had the team success. So, um, I don't think this is going to be a game where Kirk Cousins just goes berserk and throws for 400 yards. I think this is going to have to be a game where the Vikings have to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, the commander's defensive line is very good. Uh, yep. The Vikings showed signs of life in the run game last week against Arizona, yep. who is also a very good run defense. Can you continue to do that? Can you spring Galvin Cook for some five or six yard games? I'm not looking for a 70 yard touchdown run. I'm looking for consistency. And if you can do that, keep the ball away from the commander's offense, uh, including Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin, who uh, scares the hell out of me against the secondary. Like, I, I think that that's going to be the key to the game. I think you have to have Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, and those guys get going. And then, you know, you'll play keep away. You'll get out to a big lead. And I think that'll keep that defense fresh. Yeah, I think um, I think Kevin O'Connell is going to know that that Kirk Cousins is probably going to have a lot of feelings going in this game. And a lot of people are going to be asking him about it. And he's going to go in the stadium and people are going to boo him. Maybe not. Maybe they won't. Who knows, who knows with that fan base right now? What they're, they're probably just like apathetic. We're finally free. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, it's such a weird franchise. Yeah, like, I, I don't uh, even know what to yeah. think. No, uh, but I think at least at the start, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if they leaned a little more heavily on on Delvin Cook and, and Alexander Madison just to get some plays going. Maybe some maybe some easier plays, some quick plays to like Justin Jefferson get Kirk in a rhythm. You know, not not have him just stand there in the in the pocket with his you know deer in the headlights or whatever, just looking around trying to make the best play possible in his return to Washington. Um, so I think in the past, yeah, I, I would worry about Kirk kind of crumbling in, in a game like this, but with Kevin O'Connell, kind of this cool, even keeled guy, like let's just, let's just chill out. Let's not freak out about everything. Let's just take it, you know, one play at a time. I feel much more confident about the Vikings going in this game. Uh, them being favored on the road, I think, is always good. Um, but yeah, at the same time, they've got to do just keep doing what they're doing. They ran the ball really well last last week against a good Cardinals uh run defense. Um, keep getting the ball to Justin Jefferson. I I don't think the Commanders they just traded their number one corner. Not that he was really playing William Jackson, but they don't really have like a shutdown 
corner, and we've seen Jefferson this year already go off uh, against teams that don't have one like that. So I could see that happening. Maybe see some some TJ Hawkinson in there. I think the pass rush has got to get to Taylor Heineke. Um, you know, just just fluster him or whatever. He's he's a gunslinger or whatever, or he just likes to take chances, take advantage of those chances, and force him to, to turn the ball over. Because I think that's something that he's very capable of doing. So yeah. Basically the same thing they've been doing all year. Don't turn the ball over on offense. Be efficient in the red zone. And uh, put pressure on the opposing quarterback. It seems really simple, but sometimes it's not. Now, the Vikings will lose on Sunday to the Commanders. If what? I kind of mentioned it. I mean, the defensive line for Washington. Uh, you got Jonathan Allen. You got yeah. uh, Chase Young hurt. Like, I don't I don't think he is. He is. is he, he just They just uh, <clears throat> put... Uh, put him off of injury reserve and put like the designation designation tag. So he's got like three or four weeks to. Try so to he back. probably won't play on. He's Sunday. not playing. No. He's yeah. Playing. That that would have been kind of an interesting matchup to watch with Christian Derrissaw. But I, I mean, if the yeah. commander's defensive line kind of ruins things, I mean, Ed Ingram did not have a good game on Sunday. Uh, I think Luke Braun kind of has he. Uh, well, he's good in the running game. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's been very – he's very much like Bradbury where he just yeah. can't, you know, pass protect. He's a, but he's, he's a rookie, though, getting, too. <clears throat> there's definitely been some growing pains. Um, I, I'm just interested to see how this defensive line stacks up against the uh, Vikings offensive line. If they can move them around, if, if they don't get whooped, uh, for lack of a better term, I think uh, they'll be fine, but – it's going to be really interesting to see how that matchup turns out in the trenches. Yeah, uh, I think I saw PFF has the Vikings as the tenth ranked offensive line right now. Tenth, mm-hmm. the Vikings have a top ten offensive line. When was the last time that happened? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, Probably before PFF. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, be, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, they, they. They cannot let Kirk Cousins, like, don't call those slow developing plays where he's got to, like, go through all of his reads and, and find someone just, like, get the ball out of his hands quick. Because we saw, didn't he get, was there a strip sack last week um, yep. of Cousins? Yeah. So you do that with the commanders. This is a team that's, like, they need those easy scoring chances. So don't give them that. Don't don't give them easy chances. Don't give them, you know, short field position they will take advantage of it, and then you will pay. Also, don't give them hope at the end. Don't don't miss an extra point to keep the game within one score because Taylor Heineke has shown they will come back and and they will beat you. You get that crowd going against Kirk Cousins. Heineke's pretty easy to root for. Don't don't give them hope. Like if you're gonna beat them, make it make it at least two possessions because that's not that's not something you want to happen. On Sunday, uh, final score prediction from you. Oh, I haven't even thought about this. Um, over under again is 43 and a half. Okay, the Vikings are incapable of winning a uh game by more than one score. Oh, come on, they can do it rule, once. Rule thumb. <laughs> they are physically incapable of winning a game by one score. Um, so I will say 24 17 Vikings. Ah, damn it. Okay, is that um, what you had? No, no, no. 
Okay. But I'm just, I'm just like, come on! Can't they win by more than one score just once? Come on! They can't. I, gotta... Except for Week One against the Packers, because Aaron Rodgers is probably on drugs or something. But <laughs> uh, it's a plant, okay? It's not drugs. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with twenty to ten. I'm just gonna go with that. Okay, that's, that's two possessions. It's low scoring. Although the Vikings, they've scored what? 20 they've scored at least like 27 28 points in like most of their games since the eagles game so they their offense is pretty good so all right i'll do i'll do 30 to 17 i'll do that i'll do that instead 30 17 we'll do i don't know this i think this game's gonna be gross to watch but could be i haven't looked at the weather there's been some odd Oddly warm days on the East Coast. I know that. I heard from my my relatives. So maybe that's the same in, in Maryland. So you never know. It's an early game. It's noon. We know how Kirk Cousins like those. Also, is Chris the Myers there? The He is Chris Myers and Mark Slareth. <laughs> oh, boy. Play. Yeah, same team. Same team. They're going to be there. Mark Slareth's going to be uh, loving those offensive linemen, defensive linemen again. Um, so, yeah, that's that's that for today. Uh, we will be back on Monday to recap the Vikings and Commanders, hopefully recapping a win. Uh, but make sure if you're watching this on YouTube to subscribe to our channel, like this video if you have already. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, the audio form of this podcast is available. It will be available uh, probably tomorrow morning on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Just go check that out. Uh, but until next time, Chris and I... Talk to you later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.